my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. It has been a minute since we have talked about toxic relationships, so I'm going to jump in and do it. We're going to have this conversation. And make sure you stay to the very end because I might just throw a little twist in here that maybe you weren't expecting. So make sure you hang in there with me. So what I want to do with you today is share with you nine ways that you know if you're in a toxic relationship or if something that you've got going on isn't quite right. Maybe you don't want to consider it toxic, but some of these will give you an aha or an eye opening that it's leading in that direction. So you can always have conversations. I think that's really important to recognize that calling things out, having a conversation, explaining things from a place where you are calm, cool, and collect can dramatically change your relationships for the better. But if they're truly toxic and things are spun around and twisted and turned on you, that's also something that you need to take into consideration when you're making decisions. So let's just dive right in and talk about these nine ways that you know If you're in a toxic relationship, these are obviously in any order. I'm not ranking them in an order of priority or preference or importance or whatever you want to call it. So the first sign is, are they embarrassed of you? Are they shushing you? Do they not like what you're saying, how you dress, how you speak? Do they want you to be someone else? Now, I think this is important because there are times where someone might shush you to help save you some embarrassment. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's toxic or that they're being cruel. It might simply mean that, you know, there's something going on on the left side of the room and you're facing the right side and they're like, wait, 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 don't say anything or who knows, like there can be some honest ways or honest moments of that. But if you're getting shushed constantly for your thoughts, your ideas, your mindset, your beliefs, that is a sign that that's toxic. When it is, I want you to dress this way, act this way, do these things, be more like that person. That is a sign that this is toxic. Number two would be that you can't trust them to show up. This isn't necessarily just a date, but more in a supportive way. So not encouraging you to go after your dreams, not encouraging you to be able to advance and soar and get that dream job or do that fun stuff or change your life, change your mindset. There's just no encouragement to help spur you forward. You get the impression that your needs and your interests don't matter. So whatever you find that is like, I really need this. This is something I need to be fulfilled. And it's kind of brushed away. Like, you'll be fine. You don't need that. Or that your interests, this is something I love to do, something I want to do. And it's just kind of brushed off, ignored, or met with disdain. And a lot of times in this situation, it's when someone's caring about only what they want. So I really don't care about your needs. I really don't care about what you're interested in. You just need to be focused all on me 100%. That's another sign. So number three is this toxic communication. So instead of kindness and mutual respect, most of the conversations are filled with sarcasm or criticism and contempt. They're not productive. They're meant to be hurtful. 
You know what this is like, and we all have these moments. But when these things are happening on a regular basis, more and more often, they're becoming the norm. This is the way that you're just communicating. And you know when those funny little nudges that are part of the the playful side of a relationship, you know when they turn and when they become hurtful and shameful and they're coming more and more. So that's another sign. Number four, resentment. Let's talk about holding grudges. So holding grudges actually chips away at the connection. And a lot of times they start small and they grow. And that's when little teeny things stack up and then you explode. Or you have this massive anger because really what's happening is when you are silent, you're expecting change. You know that it doesn't do any good to speak up anymore because it's not making a difference anyway. That doesn't come out of you. And those hurts pile up and they stay within and you build resentment on that. If you continually ask for a need to be met and it's continually ignored, resentment will build, period, the end. And holding those grudges doesn't help a relationship in any way. It makes it more toxic. So number five, dishonesty. When you know someone else is being dishonest, they're withholding something from you, you have that knowledge in your gut. You can feel it in your heart. You can feel it in your gut. There's something telling you that there's something missing. Now, a lot of times we jump to conclusions about what that might be. We assign it a meaning. We decide that maybe there's something bad going on when maybe it is a legitimate, okay topic or something that they just can't talk about right now. Like there can be reasons behind it. But when you're continually feeling this dishonesty, when you're recognizing that comments to other people aren't true, and that's kind of a common theme is that this person doesn't tell the truth, then your spidey sense is probably pretty right that they're not being honest with you. And also with dishonesty comes, are you also being dishonest? Are you making up lies or excuses to avoid the truth? Are you not telling who you're going with or what you're doing for a fear of some sort of reaction? So your dishonesty is avoiding a reaction, but you're still part of that dishonest cycle. Dishonesty is toxic no matter what. And there can be white lies, there can be blatantly red ones, whatever color of the rainbow you want them to be. Being dishonest, even if someone never finds out, you know. If you're changing who you are to make things easier for them or to avoid some kind of confrontation, that right there is your big red flag. Hey, podcast fam, this episode is brought to you by Positive Vibe Coffee Co. Get specialty grade coffee that is roasted to order and delivered fresh to your door. The beans are stuffed in the bags, still warm. It is that fresh. There are single origin organic options, blends, and even flavored seasonals. And the best part about it is that every time you open the cupboard, you'll see your bag with names like I am empowered, I am worthy, I am awesome. So you're going to get that positive vibe first thing in the morning before you're even totally awake. Make sure when you check out, you use the code podcast to get 15% off your first order. The website for that is www.positivevibecoffeeco.com. And again, remember to enter the code podcast to get 15% off your first order. And with that, let's get back to this week's episode. Okay, number six, disrespect. When there is a habit of forgetting events that are important to you, when you recognize that they're putting everyone else first, 
that you continually get pushed further and further down the priority scale. And there's this need that they're, that they have to continually show up for everyone else, but you, that is disrespect. And that is a sign of a toxic relationship. Number seven, negative financial choices. Raising hand right here. Anybody been there, done that? (laughs) But when they're spending money with no regard to future plans, goals, dreams, not paying attention to anything that is important to other people. It's retail therapy without considering what's under the surface, without saying, okay, what is it that I really need? And is this truly going to solve that problem for me? Or is there another thing I need to do to take care of what's going on and not get myself into this negative financial spin cycle? Number eight is a lack of self-care. This is when you notice you start withdrawing from your hobbies, your interests, you're sacrificing your time and health for someone else's agenda. And you recognize that you don't have the energy to do those things, or maybe someone's going to disapprove of those things. So you just stop doing it and it becomes all about this other person, all about someone else. And then number nine, no acknowledgement for what you've done. So imagine cleaning your house, working your butt off all day, and your partner walks in and says, you missed a spot over there. I feel that even as I say that, I feel that disappointment. Maybe you make a beautiful dinner and it's gourmet. You've used the best spices. You've worked so hard to try this new recipe and you're so excited to provide this to your family and you get met with, eh, should have just made mac and cheese or some other kind of snotty comment. So I want you to think about those examples. Were there some where you were raising your hand saying, yep, been in that relationship. Yep, been there, done that. Yes, yes, yes. Or maybe you think of all of these different people in your life, friends and family who are going through something similar and you're thinking, I need to share this podcast with them. Please do, by the way. (laughs) How many of those did you say yes to? How many of the nine did you say yes to? Now here is why we're really here today. Does this describe your relationship with yourself? So I'm going to go back over these nine very briefly, and I want you to apply them to the way that you treat yourself. Because a lot of times it's really easy to spot a toxic, significant other relationship, or maybe a relationship that is toxic with a parent or with a boss or a coworker. It's a lot harder to recognize and call out the fact that we get in and many times stay in toxic relationships with ourselves. So embarrassment. Are you embarrassed of yourself? Do you shush yourself? Now it's one thing to shush yourself out of respect for someone else. It's a whole nother thing to shush yourself because you don't feel like what you have to say matters, or you don't feel smart enough to enter that conversation, or you don't want to show up fully because you're wanting to be someone else. If you're embarrassed of you, it's time for you to really get to know you and get out of that comparison. The next thing is can't trust them to show up. Do you show up for yourself? Are you encouraging yourself? Are you saying, I don't have all the answers, but I have faith in my ability to figure it out? Do you get the impression from yourself that your needs and interests don't matter? Are you so focused on doing everything for everyone else and only caring about meeting their needs that you're not showing up for yourself? Toxic communication. What is on repeat in your mind? Instead of kindness and mutual respect, like we talked about with a partner relationship, 
What does this sound like for you? Are you showing yourself kindness? Are you showing yourself respect in the way that you communicate with yourself? Are you calling yourself stupid? Are you, even if you're laughing and saying, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot, there's power in that. And it's still negative. Resentment. When you're silent, when you're not expressing your truth, whether it be a creative thing or something that you want to do, or the language, or you're not standing up for yourself, you're not speaking out and saying that's not okay, you're not setting those boundaries, you're going to start having resentment towards yourself. It's easy to place it on other people and say, they keep pushing my boundaries. But when you're failing to speak your boundaries or set them, even if they're not said out loud, you're failing to speak that truth. You're failing to express yourself. You're not listening to your inner guidance, your inner voice, and it piles up and you become resentful of yourself. All right, dishonesty. We already covered that one, but what are you lying to avoid the truth? What lies are you saying to avoid the truth? Are you distracting yourself from the true issue at hand? Are you disguising whatever it is that's really bothering you because you don't want to deal with your own reaction because this is where it gets hard. These are hard times in our lives, right? When we're not being honest about what's going on, we're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of being left alone. We're afraid of a lot of different things. So sometimes our natural reaction is to lie to ourselves and to keep suppressing it and keep pushing it down. The next one was disrespect. Do you keep putting everyone else first? Do you forget events that are important for you, not show up for them? What are you doing to your name? If you have a habit of flaking out on things, there's a couple things that's going on. Number one, when you're invited to go do that, you really don't want to. And rather than be honest and say, thank you, but that's not something that interests me or I'm really not available. I have too much on my plate right now. Whatever the reason may be, you say yes and then you flake out. You take too much onto your plate. You're putting everyone else first because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable and it's piling on your shoulders and it becomes overwhelm. That disrespect in regard to ourselves is when we are overwhelmed. That's a big clue that we haven't been respecting ourselves, our free time, our silent time, our solo time, whatever it is. And we keep putting ourselves further and further on the back burner. Negative financial choices. That one kind of speaks for itself, right? How many times do you go do retail therapy without considering your dreams your goals, your future plans, and you're just spending on a whim, knowing that it's going to cause a ruckus with yourself and possibly others, knowing it's going to put you in that negative cycle. And yet you're doing it anyway, because what you want in the moment is more important than your goals and your dreams. That's really what you're saying when you go do retail therapy. And I know this, this is hard truth. I'm saying even for myself, because I definitely do some of that. The lack of self-care. Are you withdrawing from your hobbies and interests? For the sake of someone else? Is it for the sake of your kids, for your job, for your partner, for your elderly parents, for whatever, your church group? Where are you neglecting yourself? You don't have the energy to do the things that used to matter to you, that used to be fun to you. You're not filling your cup. That is you not showing up for you. And the last one is no acknowledgement for what you've done. Now, in the example that I gave, I was talking about cleaning your house, working your butt off, and they say you missed a spot. How many times have you done that for yourself or to yourself over and over and over again? And maybe it's not in a house cleaning way. Maybe it's on a project. Maybe it's in a, on a creative project. If you're a painter or a sewer or a, a writer 
and you do all of this work and you look at it and you go, that's not good enough. You work your butt off to take care of your kids, to run your household, to run your job, to run your business. And at the end of the day, you don't think it was good enough and you're critiquing and nitpicking. It's basically like you're saying, oh, but you didn't get that done. And it's okay to look at your list and say, oh man, that was the one thing I totally forgot about. Okay, I'm going to add it tomorrow. That's a completely different energy. But when you're disrespectful to the hard work that you just completed in that day, that's being toxic. When you make a beautiful dinner and you put your time and energy and love in it and you sit down and before anybody has started eating, you start nitpicking it. Oh, I didn't cook this long enough. Oh, I overcooked that. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Stop. Stop beating yourself up. Stop being that toxic relationship in your relationship with yourself. So what do you do if you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. I have this toxic relationship with myself. Well, I'm going to tell you what I would love to tell every person in a toxic romantic relationship, and that is get the heck out, run away far and fast. And you can do that with yourself, but instead of running away or leaving the relationship, you really kind of can't. The cool thing about this is you have the power to change that. When you're in a toxic relationship with another person, someone else, you can't change them. That's what makes it so hard is we fall in love with someone's potential and then these toxic things start coming out. They keep happening and we keep giving them the benefit of the doubt, but we can't change them. But the cool thing is if you're in a toxic relationship with yourself, many of us are, you have 100% of the power to change this. This isn't one of those relationships where it's nothing's going to change it or nothing's going to work. You start by being aware. If you need to re-listen to this, re-listen to this. Listen to the podcast and go, okay, which of these nine am I doing to myself? Maybe it's all nine. Where's the one that I want to start changing? Which one of these can I start with today? And maybe it's honesty. Maybe you decide that today you're not going to lie to avoid your reaction or to avoid something that you just don't want to think about. You're going to allow yourself to be 100% honest, even in your own mind. That doesn't mean you're disrespectful and rude to other people. It means you find a nice way to say no. There's a lot of nice ways to say no. And maybe you find someone else to help you. Instead of saying, no, 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 I've got this. You say, yeah, I actually could really use some help and support. Thank you. It's just changing your language. In a lot of these, it is something so simple. And the thing that I absolutely love is you already know the answers to all of these. If you go down this list and you think, where do I even start? How do I start changing this relationship with myself? You know, you might need to think about it. You might need to meditate and journal on it, but the answer is within. And what you do to find it is just start asking that question. If you know that you have toxic communication with yourself, start listening to the words and the things that you're saying. Write them down if you need to, or stop yourself in the middle and simply change your language. Simply say, actually, no, I'm not going to talk that way about myself anymore. So even though I said something really rude to someone, instead of thinking that I'm a horrible person, I'm going to say, no, I made a mistake and I'm going to do differently next time. I don't like showing up that way anymore. That's the old me. Changing your language changing your perception, and really being aware of all of these different toxic things that you're doing to yourself will help you get out of that relationship with yourself. And you chip away at these one at a time and you work on them every single day. And 
This is the one relationship that you can 100% repair. So with that, my friend, I hope you find this valuable. Please do me a favor and tag friends in this, share this with your friends, hashtag functioning hot mess podcast so I can find you on social media and give you some love. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love being able to serve you and I will be back in your downloads next week.